This is the Jim Leach Show. Jim is on vacation this week. Mike and Molson here. Hello. Happy to be here. Yes. Thanks for having us. Lots going on today, but of course we begin with this. Springfield Business First on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Springfield Business First, a chance for you to get to know some local businesses. And down in Chatham is a great little store called Farmstead Primitive. And Allison Matrish is on the phone. Allison, afternoon. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? Wonderful. Thank you. Well, tell us about this. This is one of those stores you drive by, you go, I don't know what's in there, but it looks really neat. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, a lot of people think we're like a restaurant or that kind of thing. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, unfortunately, I've had a lot of customers tell me that. But well, let's correct that. Little... What are you doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> we're a little boutique and gift shop here in Chatham, uh, located right by the Marine Bank um, and McDonald's. We're kind of tucked back in the Plaza Strip Mall, and we have stuff from baby items all the way, clothing, gifts. If you need a simple little card for your gift, we have that. Candles, you name it, we have it. Um, why? Why? Yeah, we opened. Go ahead. Sorry, we opened up in November, um, right before, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, we just we love we love what we do. I was going to ask. Why, uh, I I live in Chatham. I'm from Chatham, but but why why did you choose Chatham for this business? Uh, Chatham just seems like such a great little community. My mm-hmm. sister-in-law teaches here in Chatham. Okay. And whenever I was looking for a location, this just seemed like it. Uh, the people have just been wonderful. And even the customers and clientele, they're just always so nice. And um, everybody's just so inviting. And I love the area. Yeah. I can't I can't say enough great things about this area. We're visiting with Allison Matrish from Farmstead Primitive here on Springfield Business First. Uh, I'm really interested in your story of how this all came together because this started as an Etsy business. It did. We started as an Etsy shop. Um, so tell me about the how, how, how that. About, yeah, tell me about what that was like growing from yeah. just an online hobby kind of a thing to now you've got a business. We um, we started as a hobby about three years ago, and I knew. I knew that I wanted it to be more. I wanted to do more than just making. I used to do um, primarily just wood, rustic signs. And for me, I wanted more. So I thought, you know, um, I knew some wonderful people in the community that when I first opened up, they uh, put their items in the store. Mm. And we brought in so much um, local vendors as well as items um, from Barton Valley their olive oil, we have it here at the shop. Um, to a lot of local jewelry vendors, we just we try to help support local. Um, and hmm. I don't know. I just I knew that I couldn't afford to shop at some of the more expensive boutiques. So I wanted to help customers hmm. get that boutique feel without the crazy boutique prices. And so tell us a little bit about you, because you expanded beyond just rustic signs. So what else will we find yeah. in your store? Um, a lot of farmhouse goods, uh, farmhouse decor items, but uh, candles, wax melts, um, lots of just little different um, items, whether it's just like a simple gift. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of different handmade jewelry here in the store. Uh, we have clothing from smalls all the way through 3X. So we carry all those sizes. Nice. Uh, we have shoes, <laughs> baby items, well, literally you name it. We have a little bit of everything. 
Talk to us maybe a little bit about how uh, it came about to you reaching out to other vendors. You're talking about the, you know, you made the signs out of your handmade jewelry. You're, you're talking about the olive oil. How did that all come together to kind of expand the shop the way you have? Um, before I opened the store, I knew of a young girl that I went to school with, and she had clothes, and I asked if she'd be interested in bringing her items in. And since then, primarily, um, people have come to me asking mm. to come into the shop, and we've expanded so much since the time we opened. Um, the Spartan Valley olive oil, we started carrying that. Before we opened, um, uh, Rini Christophilakis, she was a counselor at the uh, SHG where I went to school at. Okay. And um, so she was somebody I knew that I love. I love to support local, and they are such an amazing family. Um, so, great. like, I brought them in. Um, Do you? I have another lady that makes a bunch of like wood cutouts and signs and jewelry and all that. And they they actually came into the shop and asked if they could have their items here. And, that's kind of what we've done. That's all. How does that? How does it make you feel as kind of the point person when you know you were in that situation to where you were only an Etsy store? Now, not only do you have your own stuff in the store, but you're almost like the entrepreneur bringing other people in to help them get their wares out there. It feels amazing to be yeah. able to do that. Um, I hate to admit my age, but I'm only thirty, and I never thought in my lifetime that I would ever be able to do something like that. And to be able to help help others in the community start out kind of like I did, it just it feels amazing. And um, you got a lot to be a proud of there. Yeah, you really do. I I can't complain one bit. <laughs> it is, we have been truly blessed. And if it weren't for my family and friends and everybody that's helped out, we wouldn't be where we're at. But I just am so grateful to help out anyone that I possibly can because I always appreciate that extra help. Allison Matrish owns Farmstead Primitive down in Chatham. Allison, is everything in your store um, custom or, or, or handmade or uh, locally made? Um, a lot of it is. Lemons. Not all of it is. Um, the clothing, the clothing we get wholesale, hmm, okay. Um, okay. but we have all probably ninety nine percent of the jewelry in the store is all locally handmade. Um, I love that. That's I do too. Yeah. That, that, that if they aren't if they aren't handmade, like they're not handmade here in Springfield. I get them from somewhere else that they are. Like we have they're called Wicks for Wags candles hmm. and they donate a percentage to dog rescues. Oh nice. And things like that. So we try to we try to give back as much as we can. So, um even if it's not right here in Springfield. But we always um we always try to support the community the best we can. Because we appreciate the support the community has given us. Very cool. Yeah, it's, it's one of those places where you go and you buy something for someone else, and you 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 know they're going to enjoy the gift, but you feel good. You give yourself a gift because you're helping out the you know local entrepreneurs and local artists. So that's kind of cool. Yes, yes, it is. It is just amazing. Um, even with the virus going on and all the things that have been happening around the world, it's just amazing okay. the amount of support we've gotten since since we've opened in November. Well, now I've got the hardest question. Oh, this, is, this is where we're going to get really hard-hitting here. Oh, my goodness. I can only you, imagine. You know, like when 60 Minutes <laughs> kicks down your door oh. and they start asking the tough yeah, questions. That, this is It's coming okay. right now. Try so start the tick, 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 Hold on to something here, Allison. Tell everyone where you're located and how to find you. We are located in the Plaza Strip Mall here in Chatham. 
uh, 460 North Main here in Chatham, right by the Marine Bank, Bank and McDonald's. I know a lot of people go through the McDonald's drive through If you look right over, we're right next to Little Italy. Okay. Um, so we're just kind of tucked back. And I promise that we're not we're not a food store, so uh, you know, come, come check us out. Yeah, don't come hungry. No, but as someone who lives in Chatham, that's a nice little afternoon there. You go you go visit Allison, and then you go over to the wine bar there, and you get yourself an afternoon. Exactly, exactly. The three sixteen wine bar is right in walking distance, so you are you're good to go. You can Perfect. find uh, farmsteadprimitives.com on your local internet device, and also on Facebook. Allison, great to meet you. Thanks for being on the show. Nice meeting you guys. I really appreciate it. You are very welcome. Thank you. This has been Springfield Business First on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Daily Daily Poll at WMAY.com. Asking you today, what does the future hold for the Kidzeum in downtown Springfield? Mm. It will reopen with major restrictions and modifications. It will reopen with minor restrictions and modifications. Or it will not reopen at all. Let's hope that's not the case. Uh... 53% 53% of you say, not going to reopen. No. You pessimists. Yeah, come on. I mean, I know hands-on and his kids, but at some point we'll be okay, right? Daily Poll brought to you by Adams Pest Control for commercial residential real estate inspections and termite control. Go to WMAY.com slash poll or on the WMAY mobile app. Michael Molson in for Jim Leach. 629-7970 is the listener contact line. Earlier today, uh, I had to go because... Right before all this hit, or I should say right after all this hit, uh, my driver's license was expiring on my birthday this year. Right. Okay. And so I was waiting around to try to find my birthday, try to get the real ID, because later on this year was supposed to be the real ID thing and, and all this. So, and then uh, you know, the, the world went to hell and the DMV was closed. And so I was like, oh God, you know, and then they said, okay, you extend your driver's license. So, long story short, this morning, I was like, okay, because I'd driven by once or twice on my way home from work, and the line was just around the building, and because it's social distancing and masks, what you need to do. So I was like, I'm going to try this morning. First thing, see what happens. So I get there at 7:40 this morning, and I'm sixth in line. Wow. There is there was there was one young gentleman because right now it's only open for people who need to renew your tags, uh, renew your driver's license, or get a real ID or something. Or take the new driver's license test. And there were three people who thought it was a fish concert. Oh, that's exactly what they did. They're just like, what's going on, man? Uh, So the first kid was obviously a new driver, needed a new driver's license. Uh, And so we're all social distancing. Even they have the lines outside. Finally, 8 a.m. security guard comes out. Hey, what are you here for? I'm here for your new driver. Hey, what are you here for? Driver, okay. Uh, you know, if for something other than that business, and he would escort you and be like, nah, you can't do that today, you know, yada, yada. So inevitably, they, le- they, le- they uh, let the first two people in, and inevitably, there's always that one guy. Mind you, it is now 8.03 in the morning. How long have you been awake where you can come in hot at 8.03 in the morning? Right, right. You haven't been up long enough to be mad. No, but immediately, because he's not one of the first couple in the building because you have to check in first he immediately turns to all of us the security guard ushers in the first two turns the rest of the line and then complains in some colorful language about a building this large only allowing two people in <laughs> and he doesn't know anyone who has actually died of coronavirus but he knows people who die from heat stroke and they can't breathe in these mass things so i'm like all right this guy's coming in hot i hope i don't have to stand by him again so long story short i get in there and the weird thing is, the first thing they do now is take your picture. 
That was usually the last step yeah. along the way. Now they just like they take that picture and then you move along to a different line. Luckily for me, I was just getting a regular. I'm gonna have to get another real ID in a year, but I just renewed it to a regular ID. It was pretty efficient. The one interesting thing too, if you were worried about how oh, the cleanliness, after every time every person sits down at the at the uh, counter there, you're in your chair and in the counter that you're you know talking to the mm-hmm. uh, person behind the, the, the plexiglass with. The guy who takes the picture has to run down and spray bottle and disinfect the counter and the chair, and then he runs back and takes more pictures. Yeah. Things like that, I'm wondering why we didn't do that already. Why didn't we? Why weren't we cleaning things yeah. better? <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is one yeah. thing we kind of know. Ew. hyper aware of it. A whole bunch of gross. And, you know, I'm curious, and maybe we can talk about this after the news, and and maybe it's just, you know, my, my comings and goings throughout the day. Aside from some, I don't know, minor annoyances... Has this really been profoundly inconvenient? Enough like that guy in line is already. You know, oh, yeah, he was in. going in. No. Because I, I'm really hard pressed to think of, you know, there's been a couple of things where it's like, OK, well, that's a little different, a little annoying. Uh, but nothing that's going to wreck my day. It's like it's it's a it's an inconvenience, but it's not ridiculous. Yeah, right. And I haven't. I and, and maybe people have some stories like that. Could where be. They have been completely put out and it's completely unacceptable. Um, and I just haven't I haven't really I, run into that. It's just it's different. Right. I wish it wasn't this way, but I'm not so put out that it's wrecking my world. No. And, and DMV warns you on the website beforehand. Social distancing's in place. So things are going to take a little longer. And it's already the DMV. So yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to take. You already know you're you know going to invest some time. Annoyed. Exactly. You're going to invest some time there. Leach is on a seven-day yelling meditation. Yeah, normally uh, people go in silence. He just yells yeah. for seven days. That's the way he rejuvenates mm-hmm. himself. Uh, so one, he can yell a little bit more. Once a year, he goes on this retreat in the mountains and just yells at, you know, the trees. Shut up! You're leaning too far right. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, chipmunk drops some nutshells on him. And, ah! Get out of here! And then he comes back. Rejuvenated for like two seconds, and he right. snaps again. You got to do that. You got to keep. You got to got to keep the saw sharp, Mike. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't know where you're going there. I don't know either. Six two nine seven nine seventy, and Mike was just telling us about going to the DMV, and you know, there's always that there's always that character that decides he's going <laughs> to he make was, the announcement of I can't believe, believe and this yeah, is such an outrage. Exactly. I'm so inconvenienced. Yeah, da, da, da. And, and really, I. I give them credit at the DMV, the way they had it working of they had a person at the door, the security person would usher you in and say, hey, you go in to the person on the right or the left. They would check you in. Then they would tell you, hey, follow the blue arrows, stay at the X's. So I give the DMV credit. They they had a a ton of X's. I mean, it's going to get busy there. And I can only imagine because right now it's only doing, like I said, license plate renewals, license renewals and new drivers. And it was packed at 7:40 in the morning for you know by the time I, by the time they opened at eight there was about 20 people in that line but they were doing the best they can but man that cranked up that one guy just because we had a socially did he was getting all freaked out about it and so I'm curious at six two nine seven nine seventy you know there certainly have been some inconveniences some minor irritations but is there anything that's so completely ridiculous that it is just making you lose your marbles over it. That's wrecked and your life. And people really are getting disproportionately cranked up for the inconvenience that they're presented with. 
I think, yeah, I, I think so. And I mean, there are some things. Look, I would love to go to a restaurant and 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 have it and sit down and have a meal. I would love to go see a show sometime. Um, all that aside, I mean, just as far as the day to day stuff thing. that you're experiencing, that's you know, really that's really bothered you to the point where it's like, because yeah. even for me, it's like, it's like going grocery shopping. Does it is it an inconvenience to maybe have to pay attention and go up an aisle because they have the one ways? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's like it's okay. But, that's but, but but it's not wrecking my shopping experience no. to where I go never again. No, or and I, and this I don't is spend terrible. the day just like yeah. Oh, damn you! No, oh, I'd have to go up one. I didn't. I didn't need any soup. All I wanted was cereal. Why'd I have to go down that aisle? Um, and and again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's fun or I'm enjoying it. No, but it's, but, not, but it's not. Has it wrecked your day? Hi, you're on WMAY. I, the only thing that's wrecked my day was having to work throughout all of the extra hours. So, yeah. <laughs> other yeah. than that, yeah, nothing. What but do you, hey, go ahead. The, the mask thing, if I could just pontificate real quick, don't wear it while you're driving. I think people will be a lot less upset about the mask <laughs> yeah, if they true. knew when they had to wear it. Right. I mean, I see people in their house true. with the mask on. It's like, no, 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 no. Just when we come in contact, put it on. If you're jogging under your chin, we pass, put it up. Yeah. That's simple. Stop wearing it all the damn time. Yeah, you're going to be annoyed after wearing it for 16 hours a day. Right. So that's all I have. I Thank appreciate you. that. I pre- appreciate the pontification there. Yes. Yeah, because you do that see that. happen very often you on do. this radio station. No, it really does not. No one pontificates in the afternoon yeah. here. Never, never. And you do see that, people wearing the mask uh, while they're driving. And if you want to, if you feel safer, mm-hmm. that's fine. But... Like I said, six two nine seven nine seventy. Is there? We understand it's there's inconveniences, but is there anything to the point where the gentleman like today is just wrecking your life to where you're like, oh, this is so I can't believe this. Er, it's like, yeah, I do. Do I like I said? Do I like to go up an extra aisle? No, right. But it's not something where I'm like, I'm done with grocery shopping forever. I'm I'm over it. In New York, and this is really interesting, and I um, because they have a they have their three one one line, kind of like they have up in Chicago okay. yeah, for yeah, yeah. not emergencies, but hey, there's a tree something going on right yeah. down in the alley or something, you know, that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and since March, they have received check this fifty nine thousand complaints about social distancing. That's a lot of complaints. It was four feet eight inches and not six feet, and now I and so, so they have some know. sort of a mechanism where you can call and say, "Hey, you know, I, I, was at, I was at this store and they weren't doing that." Okay, fine. Um, but I don't know. Again, I don't know what the repercussions are. I don't know what happens when you call this right. thing, and and that's that's kind of the other side of it is are the people who are so overly persnickety about the masks and the social Setting. distancing well you have it on both let, let, i don't i don't want to paint with too broad of a brush here but on both sides you do have the annoying people yeah. right and that are just so anti this or you have to do that and it's one of those things of when i see someone Maybe six two nine seven nine seventy. How you react when you someone's infringing on your social distancing or or you see without the mask or whatever it bums me out, but here's the thing: I'm not gonna. I just go away from that person mm-hmm. because I don't feel like there's going to be any type of good to come out from me to then go up to you and then say, "Hey, you, why aren't you wearing your mask? This is forever." Yeah. You know, if it's someone who's working at the place, they probably should address them. Mm-hmm. But if I see you and it freaks me, you know, if I'm if I feel uncomfortable, I'm just going to walk away. The problem is 
you have people on both sides who are that or who have to engage and they're going to change your mind. You know, that's a, yeah, that, and, that, and people have like deputized themselves yes, to go as the out mass and, and be, and, and they're going to make sure that everyone gets set straight. And we talked about this just briefly yesterday. Of when when you really look around and really sort of take an assessment here in Springfield. Most people are getting it. Yes. You know, yes, there's the occasional people running in and out of a gas station. and so. But just because you see people in a gas station without a mask doesn't mean the whole world is not wearing a mask. It's just, okay, you just and happen, there's going to be those people who are just to the opposite of, like we said, there's the mask police, and then there's the people that are the sheep police. Right. Oh, you sheep wearing your mask. It's like, right. the, get, take those people out of the equation. I think for the most part, we're doing okay. Hi, Aaron, WMAY. Hey, how we doing? Uh... You guys still talking about masks? Yes, sir. Uh, well, you know when I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you breathe in your own exhaust. Okay. When you wear these things, so when I, when I like to shop a little Wally World, I like to, you know, kind of, you know, because they're non-union, so I like to put, you know, union yes on my mask. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't take too long when you leave it, and they want to check your receipt and all that stuff, but. I like to start my morning off. I was twenty. Hang on for just one second, window. okay? I'm going to put you on hold for just one second. Are you believing anything this guy's no, saying right now? No, not at all. I didn't think so. I'll <laughs> just go ahead and move on to the, uh, the next one. <laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY. Yeah, hey, I found the easiest way to keep social distancing is just go to, like, uh, uh, Spencer's or someplace like that, and you get one of them things where you push a button and it, it sounds like a fart. <laughs> and they'll definitely stay six feet away. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you would be kind of down with what they're doing over in Berlin to try to make sure people social distance on their public transportation. They sent out a tweet and said, please uh, don't wear it. We're going to ban deodorant. Oh, really? Saying that that will get people to then wear their mask because it would be so much stink Mm -hmm. on the public transportation, which I don't mean to be judgy, but. Well, a lot of times, if you're going to get a little odor, it's it's on a little bit of public transportation. Well, you're already in Europe, so how do you know when they're not? Yeah, right. That, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, what I've been doing is just taking the chain off my bike and swinging it over my head as I walk <laughs> that's, around. That's, that's, that way, nobody gets too close. I did feel bad I, when I went to Target, and like I said, it's one of those things of you. I, I definitely am a proponent of wearing the masks that we need to be doing, but if people aren't, I'm not going to accost them. Right. Uh, but the same token, I felt bad for a woman in Target over the on Friday over the holiday weekend. You're standing there and it's packed. You're trying to get to the registers, and this woman just turns around and goes, "If you're not going to stay within six, if you're going to come within six feet of me all the time, I'm just going to go in a different." And then stormed off into another line. And I was like, I, I don't know what the back and forth conversation right. was, but it also goes to show our impatience as a society because. Just because I move closer to you doesn't mean it's going to take less time for the person in front of me at the register to get through. Absolutely. And so that's maybe something we can learn from this whole experience. I don't begrudge the woman for being frustrated, but I, I, th- but I, but I think in that situation, I would have just, I, I said, you know, take the space. I'll go someplace else. If I, yeah. was, if I were that uncomfortable, I would just say, you know, it's, okay. yeah, well, that, it's, yours. It, it's yours now. Yeah, she kind of did that, but she made it known that she was upset. Yeah, but not, that, that, and that's, that's the, the thing. Part, that's the part where I'm going. Not necessary. Yeah, you don't need to yell at the person. Just be like, okay, I'm going to go to a different line here. 
Uh, back to the story in New York about the uh, the mask cops and the social distancing deputies that are out there. Uh, as we said, 59,000 complaints about people getting a little bit too close that, to them. That's a lot of time in your hands. I, and, I mean, I guess you're quarantined. And what they're showing now is that the, uh, the bulk of the complaints are coming from Long Island, Greenwich Village, Chelsea, the fancy neighborhoods. Oh, okay. In New York. The busybodies uh, over seem, there. They seem to be the ones that are really... Uh, uh, cranked up about it. Uh, cranked up. It appears complaints dramatically rose in Manhattan since Phase 2 opened. Uh, and we don't really have, again, a mechanism for that of if you do walk into a place... Uh, and my daughter works in a, at a retail place here. Yeah. And people come in without the mask on, despite what the what the sign says. So what's, you know, she's in a weird position of how yeah. do you, you know, she's well, not in a position to say, get out. Uh, you can't I mean, call she, the cops. She's in a position to say, get out if she wants. But right. at the same token, what's her incentive to do so? To right. get berated yeah. by somebody? I mean, it's just one of those things of what, what do you do in that situation? I don't know. Just go away and wait for them to leave, I guess. Let me ask you if you're, here's one, put yourself in this situation, how you would have reacted, all right? Just envision yourself for a moment. You're driving down the highway. We're going to, a guy, 27-year-old man, identified only as, quote, Jimmy, mm-hmm. in a police news release. He's down in Australia. He's just cruising down the highway, going about 62 miles per hour. When he looks over, and put yourself in Jimmy's shoes, looks over, and he notices a reptile in the vehicle. What sort of reptile? It was an eastern brown snake, highly venomous and responsible for the majority of snake bite deaths in Australia. So not a frog. No, no. Not not a friendly reptile. A very dangerous one. God. So so just think about this for a moment. You're going 62 miles an hour. You just glance over. You go, wait a minute. What's that? What's that? Oh, my God. It's a venomous snake. And where was the snake? Uh, It was was in in his car? In his car. Oh, man. Think about... Now, just think about for a moment... When like a moth flies through or something, <laughs> right. how you freak out. Now times that by a billion because it's a venomous snake. So <clears throat> Jimmy says, the more I move my legs, it just started to wrap around me. Oh, God. Oh, no. Because he's going on the highway. He can't just pull o- like he can't just slam on the brakes and pull over. So he's trying to stay calm. He says uh, it started striking at the driver's seat chair. Wow. Between my legs. This is a mad snake. So, yeah. So, the snake starts going up his leg and starts right in between the boys. Just clack, clack, clack. It's at that point that he's trying to stop the car and used a seatbelt and a nearby knife to fight it off. I think you have to have some sort of knife on you at all times when you're in Australia. Uh, it's like a Crocodile Dundee thing. Yeah. Because every Australian wants to show you, well, this is a knife, yeah. so they always have to have one with them. They still they, they still make a lot of money on that bit. Oh, they do. That's the one go-to bit. So, <laughs> anyway, in the ensuing tussle, Jimmy thinks he got bit. Mm-hmm. So, he is freaking out. All right? So, what he does, the snake is snake's dead. He's, he's knifed it. He's taken the seat belt. He's, his scuffles ensued. Snake's dead. Jimmy thinks he's bit. He slams on the gas because he's like, I got to go to the nearest hospital, which was pff, how far away. He gets pulled over by a cop. Yeah. Going 76 miles per hour. So the cop goes, uh, I come up. There's a brown snake or a tiger snake is in the back of the truck. I think it has bit, uh, bit me. It was uh, in the car with me. Uh, this is what Jimmy says. Um... And so he goes to the cop, hey, feel my heart, man. Am I, am I beating out? Is it too crazy? The officer sees the dead snake lying in the back of the truck and called for help. Paramedics arrive. They determined Jimmy had not been bitten, but was just suffering from shock. Yeah. 
So he goes, it was pretty terrifying. I've been so happy to, I've never been so happy to see a cop pull me over because that's how I got the paramedic to me quicker. I'm sure Australia and New Zealand and all those places down there are fascinating and, and people have been there and they've Everything wants it. to kill you. But my God, there are just unnormal animals out there, abnormal animals, oh God, yeah. crazy prehistoric beasts that just want to kill you. I mean, including koalas. Oh, yeah, because they got the chlamydia. Right. There's nothing like chlamydia with those koalas. You don't want to pet any of them. Nothing. There is no. There are no animals. Dingoes. They maybe eat your baby. Right. So, <laughs> I got a joke for everyone. Yes, keep do. them coming. Keep it coming. I don't know about a kookaburro <laughs> or a kiwi, what they, they, they do. They, but they all want to kill you. They, all, they do all want to kill it's you. It's a terrible country. Now, just think of Jim. No wonder they sent prisoners there. <laughs> That's why they have all these things. Jeez. Um, just think of Jimmy next time, though, when you freak out when a spider crawls across your dashboard. Right. And you go, ah! right, right. and you're swerving all over the place. Meanwhile, Jimmy's got a choke, a choke hole with his seatbelt with a snake and whacking it with a knife. You ever done the deal where you're just getting into your car, and as you're shutting the door, a bee flies in with oh, you? Like, oh, that's there's the no, worst. There's no telling it how to get out. It just sits there and smacks its head against but, the but, window. But, 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 how are they so dumb? How are, <laughs> how are bugs so dumb? Just find a way. He found a way in, you idiot. Find a way out. What song reminds you of summer? Not summertime songs. No, but when, but you, when hear you hear them. it, you go, that takes me back to that summer. Um, so, I mean, when I say not summertime, that's not like, like good vibrations right. Right, or some exactly. stupid yeah, Beach Boys yeah. song. <laughs> they were a lot of dumb oh, songs like kokomo Ugh. please don't say kokomo um it's mike and molson we're filling in for jim leach and uh we got a list here yeah of... this was an interesting one that i found i haven't really perused it much but i think it goes it goes pretty far back and it's like because every every year we hear about the summer jam what mm-hmm. was it what was the summer jam so six two nine seven nine seventy Yours may not be what the one was from that certain year, but we're just songs that like you go, man, that was a hit. When you hear it, you go, summer of whatever year. Like just it it feels like summer to you when you when you hear that. For me, I want to say I can't remember. I want to say it was '97 when it came out, but there's a song by Len, "Steal My Sunshine." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was huge. Mm-hmm. They never did anything else, but that was a summer jam. So whenever I hear Steel My it takes me right back to that summer uh in college in between those years, and I go, I remember that one. That was that was summer right there. Well, we can't do this topic now because the rub site just crashed. Oh yeah. no. Um so six two nine seven nine seventy. Right. And, and you know, it might have something to do with maybe the year you graduated, maybe the year you got married, or maybe it's just a song where you go that and, always I always feels like summer when I hear that one. And it's always interesting that we always say summer jam. Is it mm-hmm. because people are outside doing more? Because no one's ever like, Man, what was the fall jam of uh, of nineteen ninety three or whatever? Or what was the sp- it's always that one summer and I think it is because it's stuff that's played at gatherings all the time. It just cranked up at barbecues or you're out in the boat or something like that. That There's always that summer jam. And some of the ones that were on the list, uh, what was it? I graduated in 95. So it was TLC Waterfalls <laughs> was the summer jam of 95. And it's just one of those things. So 629-7970. And if, even if you want to, you know, like I said, I graduated in 95. If you want to give away. Yeah. This is the summer jam of... I just graduated college, getting ready to go out in the world. Or just graduated high school, pardon me, yeah, 95. Uh. Yeah. See, but you know what? It does have a, you hear that, right? And it does have a specific right. summer. It's not a, it's not a song about summer per se. 
But it takes you back. But to it a takes you time. back to a specific time, and it's well, it takes you back to this because like that had a summer vibe to it, laid back, kind of relaxed. Uh, and not all these on this list are like that, but they're, they're just. It's amazing how we kind of coordinate between songs and feelings. That coordination is is always very interesting to me. How we can hear three notes of a song and go, boom! I remember where I was at. I remember this. And I don't know why this album for me, it came out in the summer of okay. 84, I think. Okay. Uh, and I have no connection to that year or anything, but whenever I hear anything from the Police Synchronicity album, you immediately that, go that summer? feels summer to me. Huh. That's an interesting one. Yeah. And I don't know, why, I don't know I, uh, other than it, it came out and it was huge that summer. Right. Uh, but when I think of all the years of summers. That that's uh, the one that takes that, you back that, that's, the most. That's the huh. one that, that hits me. Hi, Aaron W-M-A-Y. Uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and his uh, Fresh Prince with the uh, summertime. I'm not sure what year. Yeah. That always reminds me of summer. Oh, that's that's a great call. Yeah, I mean, not only is Thanks. the song summertime, but it was a summertime like that. Like he writ, wrote that. Him and Jazzy Jeff wrote that specifically for the summer. Like you're right. You hear you you hear the first three notes. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be just sitting back, relaxing in a lawn chair, and enjoying myself in the summertime. Appreciate the phone call. Six two nine seven nine seven eight. Oh yeah. Ready? You can kind of feel it. It's you know, it's oh yeah, it's eight o'clock. It's eight thirty, and the sun's still up. Yep. You know, it's not so hot that you have to have the windows rolled up. So you st- you're driving around you're driving with your around hand. Oh yeah. You're doing that thing where your arm is in the wind doing the waves. Oh yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> when you're going down the street. That's a I mean, great if there's call. a year that is meaningful to you, maybe the year you got married or a year you graduated or something, um, because when, when, when you start to go through some of these, um, like 1974, Band on the Run was big for Paul McCartney. Okay. Um, 19, where's the one? There was a real clunker. Oh, here we go. Uh, 1978, Andy Gibbs, Shadow Dancing. Oh, poor 1978. <laughs> that was a bad summer. Oh, that was a terrible summer. You're on WMAY, go ahead. Hi, are you there? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what year it was or if it was even in the summer, but Mungo Jerry in the summertime. That's a that, that's that, a summertime that, song. That is that is a summertime song. That that will take you. I, God, I would like to remember what time. Mungo Jerry was that the 70s for Mungo? 1970, I think. Okay, it was there you go. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for the call. Six two nine seven nine seventy. Talking about songs just make you think of summer. And if you have like a year that's a summer that's close to you, we can give you because this this was a, a list that we found that was like the summer jams of each and every these different years. I'd be interested to see because some of them I think too, they end up getting played at weddings, probably wedding receptions because you know we have weddings in the summer and it, the hot song you got to play to get people on the dance floor. Oh, what what year is this? This was 1981's summer song. Okay. This is a bad. Again, there's nothing summer about it necessarily, no. but it feels like summer. It, it, I think because of the amount of '80s movies I grew up watching, this does see like I feel like a montage is montage is coming like they're or they're they're coming in with a wide shot to the mall mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of hanging yeah. out. And I think if there's anything that's maybe consistent about the ones that are on this list is a lot of them are kind of. I don't want to say bubblegummy, 
but they're but, not they're not significant no, songs. No, they there does no, no no substance to a lot it's of these. It's not Nirvana. It's not uh, you know it's not Led no. Zeppelin or right. anything like it's that. Not, it's not. It's Gordon always just, yeah. It's always just kind of a nice <laughs> just always kind of a nice fun song that oh, yeah. feels summer e. Hi, yes. you're on WMAY. How about Blackwater? Blackwater from the Doobie Brothers. Yep. Yeah, I wonder that if that was, that was one in the summertime, and I can remember being I don't know maybe eight, ten, mm-hmm. and huh. singing that song. Yep. Very nice. Takes you back appreciate, to summer. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate the phone call six two nine seven nine seven. What's that song that just takes you back to summer? You are on WMAY. All right, one song is I can't think. Is it? Uh, well, that's not the name of the song. I can't think of the year. Um, Mid seventies. It's uh, driving around by the raspberries. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good song. Pull that up and throw a couple lines out there on it. Yeah, let me try to find that one. I was that gonna say a... I, that I I'm kind of consider myself a encyclopedia of music, but that one it, it I have not heard goes that by in a long me. time. I'll have to try to see if I can. So find let me it. ask you this one: since we both grew up around, you grew up in Chicago. I grew mm-hmm. up around Chicago. Uh, Lakeshore Drive is that is that <laughs> Lakeshore that, Drive is a great summer th- song. Yeah, that is a great summer song. Um, here are some of the other ones on there, and, and as I read them to you, you can kind of get a feel for what what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, 88, Steve Winwood, Roll With It. Yeah, that's right? another bad year. Yeah. Uh, 1990, New Kids, Step by Step. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? Yeah, my sister listened to the hell out of those things. Uh, 93, Janet Jackson, That's the Way Love Goes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's, they're, they're, these aren't necessarily profound no. songs. It's either got a, it's either bubblegummy or it's a love song, mm-hmm. probably, for the most part. And 96 was the Macarena, oh. the summer of the Macarena. Oh, that's a summer I like to scrub from my memories. And, you know, you think about that and you go, everybody, that song. They tried to set a you, world record. You could not get it. Not, not only could you not get away from the song, you loved the song. And don't tell me you didn't love the song. Everybody dug that song. Even if you didn't love the song, you did the dance. Yeah, like you, you knew you the dance. Along, yeah. And then, and I don't know when. I don't know when it, it happened. I would, I would love to know what that is, where that little switch goes and says, I now officially hate this song. This is the worst thing in the world. You are on WMAY. Hey, guys, I'm showing my age now. About uh, Summer in the City, Lover, Eleven Spoonful. That, yeah, that, that's that a one, good, that's, that's another that's a good song. perfectly made summer song, too. Oh, big time, yeah. Oh, back your neck getting gritty. Yeah, back your neck getting dirty and gritty. Got a, got a gritty neck. I'd like to see uh, when we come back, like, 2008. That's the summer that I got married. Oh, okay. See, to, see if, to see if any correlation to what was played at the wedding reception. It's Micah Molson filling in for Jim Leach. Talking summer songs, 629-7970. Songs just make you think about summer. Takes you right back. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is a good one right here. There's a certain segment of people, though, that don't know this song. Correct. I mean, this was very a huge, much a regional hit. Huge hit in Chicago. Um, still gets played on Chicago radio stations. It is one of those things that is a rite of passage. And it's a song about Lakeshore Drive. Yeah. It's a rite of passage in the summer in Chicago to drive to drive Lakeshore. Got to drive southbound. Right. At a certain time of day in the middle of oh, with the with the windows rolled down playing this song. Forget about it. Aliota Haynes and Jeremiah rolls off the tongue, does it not? <laughs> no wonder. 
It was only a regional hit. Like, come on, get a little bit, bit of a better name there, Alien or James <laughs> Jeremiah. Six two nine seven nine seventy. We are talking about uh, songs that were really big, the big summer hits. Yes. Uh, not necessarily songs about summer, but no. songs that that made that, that sort popped. of defined a summer. Now, you were married in two thousand eight. Yeah, because I I was saying sometimes there's a kind of a correlation between a big the, event. Yeah, a big summer the, event. exactly, and and the hit of that of the summer. Here is the hit of two thousand eight. Oh God. I kissed a the girl, girl and, and I, I liked, liked it. it. Was not played at our wedding reception. No, really? No, <laughs> not, not played at our wedding reception. But I don't, I don't mind Katy Perry. This was her no. first big hit. It could have been a lot worse. It could have. I could have been one of the Gibb brothers or a Steve Winwood. <laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY. Songs that make you think of the summertime. I'm super excited right now. I just turned the radio on and I heard the voice of the shake weight guy. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. What yeah. station are you listening to? That is awesome. Good to hear you back on the radio. John. It's nice to be here. Appreciate All the call. Right, call. That, that's the song of the summer, the Shakeway guy. The Shakeway guy uh, song. Yes. That was a great one. Uh, so let's, I mean, even if you, we... You said the police was yours. Anything from the Synchronicity album. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, 99... Do we have the summer of 99? Because that's a summer I graduated college from. Okay. So I'm trying to think what would be the big hit then. That was Genie in a Bottle. Oh. Christina Aguilera. That, that's that's a decidedly summer tune. Yeah. Very much so. Um, 19, 1969, going back 50 years, 51 years. Uh, the big song of the summer was In the Year 2525, Zager and Evans predicting the end of humanity. How was that a summer jam? Jeez. What was going on? Well, I guess I guess there were some things going on in the summer of 69, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Was what, ironically what? summer of 69 ever a summer <laughs> summer jam? No, but I tell you, there are there are artists, and I think Brian Adams is one of them. The other one I was thinking of was John Mellencamp. Yeah, that's uh, true. Any John Mellencamp song Comes sounds like summer. Yeah, Cherry Bomb. They're uh, all kind pink, of a summer song. Pink Houses, yeah. I Fought a Thor. Yeah, you're right. John Mellencamp does have that decidedly summer feel. Yeah, I would say you, you pull up any Mellencamp song. Uh, I'm trying to think any slow. No, Jack and Diane. I'm trying to think of any slow ones he had. Mellencamp always has like the same tempo yeah. for most songs. Yeah, this is uh, Cherry Bomb. Hey, summer. Summer, yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah, all right. Summertime. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're outside. Driving around, Let, summertime. Yeah. Uh, now I'm driving down the road, and what do I see? Oh, I see some pink houses. Yeah, all right. Oh, look at this. Summertime, summertime. Yeah, hurt so good. Yeah. I find authority, authority always. These are very summery. Is even the one with uh, him with uh, Mich- Michelle and DJ Ocello? This one sounds like summer, <laughs> even when he's doing Christmas songs. He's the reason we have summer in, or Christmas in July. The SOB. Listen to this. It's a Christmas song. It sounds like you're at the beach. <laughs> Here comes Santa on a sea doo. Santa becomes King Triton. Every one of them. Guaranteed. That one's a little slow, but still, it's like you're at a bonfire. It's nice, yeah. Wild, do we have Wild Night somewhere? Probably, I don't see it right now. Oh, you don't see it? Oh, that's sad. Wild Night was another one that... Uh, he 
even his slower songs, yeah. you think. Yeah, they're all just sort of, they're all just, they feel like this one. Crumbling Down, oh, this is a good song. I haven't heard this one in a long time. Oh, oh yeah. Crumbling Down. This is a good one. You didn't even hit Jack and Diane. That's another one. That... Now I gotta go and ask my sister if she saw the greatest hits album I gave her. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like something. All right, cool. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was a good time. We did that. That was fun. It's Mike Molson filling in for Jim Leach on WMAY. 629-7970. A deliberate drought in serious conversation. Yes. It's intentional. Very much so. If you're waiting for something, you know, somebody You'll to yell be waiting about a while. something. Uh, wait till Frank gets here. You know how he gets. <laughs> he gets charged up. Frank up. gets, oh my gosh. Talking about someone who needs a yell vacation. Uh, Jim, Frank needs one too there. So we're trying to follow up on summer, right? The whole summer theme of this hour from the summer songs to something concerning ice cream. Oh, I've yeah. never heard so much bombastic bull. Oh, no, hit the button. Where's the button? <laughs> so that's how cranked up Frank gets. Yeah. And Jim for that. And Jim. Oh, God. Yeah. Listen to that one more time with Jim. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard so much bombastic bull. Oh, no, hit the button. Where's the button? <laughs> you can't do that. He can do whatever he wants. He's Frank. Frank McNeil. He's Frank McNeil. He'll do whatever the hell he wants to do. A Russian ice cream maker okay. has been accused of promoting homosexuality. Okay. Uh, how so? What? What's? How are they making that conclusion? Well, if you look at the packaging of this ice cream, there's a rainbow on it. So? There's that's... a whole sherbet that's nothing but a rainbow. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. That's that's gay. Um, the head of Russia's official Union of Women said the image amounted to, quote, propaganda. Okay. By the way, a Union of Women? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm sure that's very liberated in Russia. And it's probably a man who's... It, I'm sure it is. Boris is his name. <laughs> My name is Boris. I'm head of Union of Women. Uh, and I do not like the gay ice cream. This <laughs> look is at, propaganda. Look at this rainbow. Uh, no rainbow. The image amounts to propaganda for gay and lesbian relations. Uh, How homosexuality you? was decriminalized in Russia. Thanks for Fine, that, Finally, finally. Uh, but those deemed to be promoting, quote, homosexual behavior among minors face fines up to 500 rubles. This is how we do it. Uh, they're quietly promoting. If, they're quietly promoting these nice rainbow colors, <laughs> using nice words. If you no pay the fine, and they're advertising an ice cream called Rainbow. Said, well, then that would make sense that you would have rainbow on the packaging for rainbow ice cream. Yes, this according to Yekaterina Lakova. <laughs> Yekaterina. <laughs> I'm gay. Ms. Lakahova added it could In Russia now ice cream lick you. <laughs> <laughs> this could potentially make Russian children more accepting of rainbow flag used by LGBTQ and backward R community. So why 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 is that a bad thing again? I, I'm, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. So she went to uh, I'm trying to find the dis the, the, the Vladimir Putin to defend what are being known uh, among conservatives in Russia as traditional values. No ice cream. Ice cream make you happy. <laughs> Another word for happy. Gay. gay. We have none of that. 
You don't comply with this. We send bear on unicycle to your house to mull you. Uh, they recently included the definition of marriage to be between a man and a woman, which is now in the Russian Constitution. Okay. They have a constitution there. Uh, I was not aware of that. In a later interview... Uh, Miss Lakahova said, I do not like the rainbow, just as I do not like the swastika. Wow. Whoa. Whoa there, Auntie Chirinka, or whatever your name is there. Yekaterina. <laughs> Yekaterina, whoa. Jeez. Back what, what, happens after, what happens after a light drizzle on a sunny day? I hate this. This, this is very, this is, this is making me have what? feelings for other girl. Yeah, what makes her happy? Mm-hmm. Who goes to Rainbow goes, I hate Rainbow. <laughs> rainbow. I like Rainbow. It's like, that's the one thing of a thunderstorm. Yeah. Everyone always goes, oh, I hope a rainbow <laughs> comes out. She's, no, more rain. She's truly the first person in the world I've ever heard bummed out by a rainbow. <laughs> no, I want more rain. This is terrible. Why we have why we have sunshine yes. in the gray sky? In Russia, it is all gray. Yes. My face is gray. The <laughs> That's why we gray. do this. My Who? hair, my blood is gray. Why would you want ice cream and rainbow together ever? No good. Uh, President Putin said, if there are reason to believe that this is propaganda for values that are not traditional to us, then they must be managed by society, but not aggressively. <laughs> We want to discourage this, but, but not, aggressively. not aggressively. It's very don't don't be so oh obvious. Oh my God! What all the goof? There's so much goof in that story, right? Meanwhile, there. the U.S. embassy right there in Moscow had a rainbow flag. Nice. Uh, and I would have eaten a hell of rainbow ice cream too. Yeah, right there. Like, check this out, Andrew Davika. Yeah. Join this rainbow ice cream. And uh, he said he criticized the U.S., saying I, that the symbol is something about those who work there. You know who's in that building you know right now? Yes, we know who's in the moose and squirrel. Yeah, they're very light in their Russian loafers. If you know what I'm saying, if you pick up what I'm putting down. Homophobia is rife in Russia. Really? I, didn't, I was I, shocking. I hadn't that picked up so, on that from this. No, not that they're freaked out of a rainbow ice cream. I can only imagine. <laughs> Authorities in Russia have been accused of uh, tolerating anti-gay abuse, and there's been allegations Ugh. of particularly cruel images. Uh, in Chechnya, the ice cream maker embroiled in the roast of the rainbow on its packaging has nothing to do with gay. It's ice cream. It, it's ice cream for crying out loud. It's happy. What do they have ice cream men over in Russia? Wow, I don't know. I, I, I'm Play, trying to playing a dirge as they go through the ice cream man <laughs> coming for you. No rainbows though for this ice cream man because one just came through my neighborhood. And they're always playing such upbeat music. I'm trying to envision a Russian ice cream man mm. driving through. It'd be the most depressing things in the world. Yeah. Lots a of funeral dirge. Yeah. Lots of bassoons. And yeah, exactly. Brrr. It's just a, it's a Peter Wolf. Uh, Peter, <laughs> Peter and the Wolf theme is playing. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um. Now, the ice cream maker is saying, hey, we're not gay here. Our company advocates traditional family relations and categorically disagrees with Miss Lachahova. We believe that the rainbow is sunlight after the rain. Okay. Yeah. Likely that, excuse. How'd you like to be in her house when, I don't know, the, the sun catches a drinking glass just oh, right? Oh, God, just right. And she throws, she <laughs> shoots just something up throws on the wall. it off the table. I want this wall torn down. I saw a rainbow on it. Never drink from that cup again. Uh, I do not like prism, do not like uh, your rainbow in any ways, any shape. So ice cream maker is doubling down saying, I'm a father of a large family. I voted for the constitutional amendment. I just like, I just like the rainbow. I just like the rainbow. Uh, is about... Hey, there's nothing um, wrong with the rainbow there. But six two nine seven nine seventy. You mentioned ice cream man. So you, you, there was one recently there, in your neighborhood. Recently, which I, I thought, didn't expect in these I, troubled times. I, right. I thought they'd gone the way of the buffalo. Like right. I hadn't seen an ice cream man in forever. Like they, there was a lot of them earlier in my youth. 
And then it came through my neighborhood, and I was like, uh. You can still be an ice cream man, but you, you can only slow down and throw the ice cream out. Right, you can't, you, can't actually, you can't actually come up and approach it. they got a social distance. But 629-7970, did you ever go and get something in the ice cream man? Because when I was a kid, it seemed shady at that point. Now, in the time of coronavirus, a man driving a van through a neighborhood giving you ice cream doesn't seem like the smartest thing around. I agree that as a child, it seemed shady, but also an acceptable risk. Because it was ice cream at the end of it? What was unacceptable, and I don't understand, and this is going to be very embarrassing, even more so, and I don't understand why my parents never corrected me on this. The ice cream man, and this may be why I don't go and get stuff from the ice cream man. The ice cream man that came through our neighborhood as a child just had a bell. Didn't mm-hmm. have the cool like music right. that played. So then I, I, I started calling him the ding ding man. <laughs> and I don't. Mommy, the ding ding man wants more money from me. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is why or he won't give me his tasty treat. Which is why I think probably was frowned upon in my home was the fact that little Mikey would run in and say, the ding-ding man's coming down the street, and why the parents would then shut the door and not let us go outside, because you don't want your kids fraternizing with the ding-ding man. I I can understand why your parents might have been a little uh, hesitant about that. Because I'd be like, the ding-ding man's coming, the ding-ding man's coming. Run out in the street (laughs) with your arms open. Ding-ding man, please, give me... Yeah, yeah. I want a bum pop. Ding ding man, so that's probably why. That's probably why kind of I'm not the right one to right? talk about this whole subject because of the ding ding man. But I wanted to be an ice cream man. Well, who didn't as a kid? As a kid, you look at because it because I thought the ice cream man had to be the richest guy in the neighborhood. Oh, big time! Because who didn't want the, the ding ding man? <laughs> who didn't want the ding ding man's tasty? Take treats? my money, ding ding man. <laughs> Please give me all your tasty <laughs> treats. How much for that one, Ding Ding Man? I sure will play more than just that. Just two dollars here, Ding Ding Man. Take a Boy, five. Boy, that was really gay. Uh, <laughs> um, so it seemed it seemed to make perfect sense. And, and I've it, told the story before that I also had the brilliant idea of being the hot chocolate man in the winter time. Oh, you know, so that way I go. have year-round income. It didn't really occur to me that nobody would come bolting out of their house <laughs> in, the of the winter. in a Chicago winter <laughs> in their parka, trying not to slip on hot the ground. Hot chocolate man! Oh yes, I can't. I make was really a... warm in there, but now I want to come out and get hot chocolate from, from you. you. I can't make that in my house. <laughs> the thing about the Ding Ding Man, they always had a different variety, though. That always was the thing that drew me to it. Yeah, you could not, and I probably still to this day, you no, cannot find the stuff they, that's in a nice. They had truck. that weird frog thing, the frog face that they had. Mm. The one that I always enjoyed was the baseball mitt with the bubble gum in the middle. You couldn't find that in your normal supermarket. You couldn't get that at Dairy Queen or other places. Only the Ding Ding Man provide, provide Boy, that. And talk about the torture of overchoice. Oh, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. You would just sit there and go, maybe that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, if they I were smart, that. they would carry three different things. But there was just too much. Uh, but instead, they have 58 different things, and there's no way you can d- decide, do I want the the snowball, the bomb pop, the rocket thing, the dude? They had a, do you remember one called the screwdriver? What was the screwdriver? Maybe. The, the screwdriver was like the opposite of the 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 baseball mitt with the bubble gum in the middle. It had the same flavoring, but the bubble gum was at the bottom of it. Oh, okay. So you kind of had like it looked like a screw. It was called a screwdriver, and you would eat that. It was it was delicious. It was one of my go tos. My sister was always she would always get the snow cone that was red, white, and blue. Right from from the Ding Ding Man. That that's where she went. But I always went with one of the, like the novelty ones that you couldn't get at the store. 
and they looked amazing on the pictures on oh, the side of the truck. Oh, they did, and then it was. And then you pull that paper off, and <laughs> that string of syrup yeah. of dry <laughs> would just look, uh, and would fall down on your wrist. And, and the frog's face would then become all like halfway oh, yeah. smeared, and it'd be like sideways, and it'd be like a horror show. And you're like, I don't want any more of this. This is making me uncomfortable, ding ding man. <laughs> Why is it wasn't as good as the pictures? Why is your tasty treat so sticky? (laughs) Ding ding man. I liked looking at the pictures. I don't like it in real life. Ding ding man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I I can't get I can't get more than a half hour tusk is unnecessary. I think we all could agree on that. (laughs) Especially if you're downstairs. Wait a minute. I mean in the apartment building. I think we all can agree. Wiser words ever spoken. Absolutely. You don't want it more than a half hour tusk in the downstairs. I'm glad you guys find me so amusing. It is indeed what I live for. Ah, Lokia and her in her tusk. Okay. This is the kind of radio we do. If you ask us to fill in, this is what you're gonna get. <laughs> you knew, sure. you knew, you knew what you were getting when you asked us. Your own damn fault. Darn right. Maybe you need to have a bench of people ready to go fill in, and this wouldn't happen. <laughs> you're gonna have this kind of chicanery <laughs> on your on your airwaves. Don't blame us. We're just doing what we do. It's Mike and Molson filling in for Jim Leach this week on WMAY, where you can reach us at 629-7970. This is almost like listeners' court, but this is Dear Prudy. Ah. Got a Dear Prudy for you here. And this one's kind of a doozy because this woman feels like the mother-in-law is taking her disdain for this woman out on the grandkids. All right, here's okay. what's going on. Here, here is the letter to Prudy. <clears throat> I've never been on great terms with my mother-in-law. Since our daughter, now two, was born, my mother-in-law has been constantly buying us random things she sees at yard sales or thrift stores. A lot of it is nasty and dirty or unsafe to use. (laughs) Nasty. She has four other grandkids for whom she buys brand new things. Oh. She also takes them on expensive vacations every year. And leaves the other one out? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. My husband and I are not financially hurting, but I'm insulted that she gives our child dirty used stuff all the time and gives her other grandkids brand new things. Plus, we don't need or want this stuff. Right. How do I bring this up to her, or what else can I do? Sometimes I wonder if she's treating our child like this because she doesn't like me, but either way, it's insulting. 629-7970. Uh, yeah, gosh, you know, you get married, and there's just there's families on both sides, and it gets weird. And I hate when it gets, it gets taken a, out on the grandkids. Yeah, like that they just, had anything to do with it. Well, that. I mean, granted, okay, the two-year-old's not going to know the difference, right. let's face facts, between a brand-new awesome toy. So crazy mom a, is sending a message. And a dirty, old, nasty toy. What would you do in this situation, 629-7970? I mean, how do you go about this? Because you don't know for—she's giving a gift, right? right? You're assuming that she's picking out these dirty, nasty— ugly gifts on purpose because you see the other grandkids getting brand new shiny things and you get the dirty leftovers. I don't think it's a stretch to assume that this is pretty passive aggressive. I would. I think it is. 
I, but I don't because know. you're right. The kid doesn't care, and so no, no. she's obviously send, sending a message to the mom. It feels that way, especially when she's giving brand new things to other grandkids. Yeah. But I don't know how you can do that as a grandparent and be like, and just really stick it to a child who's done nothing to you. Like, if you can't stand the the parent, that's one thing. But the grandkid has done nothing to you, and you're using them as a pawn in this game. That violates the grandma code of ethics. It really does. Be like your grandma giving you, like, an oatmeal raisin cookie. (laughs) It's like, come on, grandma, I want chocolate chip. You are on WMAY. Hello. I think think it's the mother that has the issue. I mean, you know, she says uh, it takes the kids on expensive vacations. Where are you going to take a two-year-old? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm wondering if these grandkids that she's talking about aren't older, and maybe that's why they're getting the new things and going on the vacations. And maybe when this one gets older, the same thing will happen. That's an important detail she left out. You're right about that. Yeah. I mean, why would you take a two-year-old somewhere that's you know an expensive vacation? Maybe it's the mom that's <laughs> mad she's not getting to go on the yeah. expensive vacation. It, it would be yeah, it'd be interesting to, to know see the age of the other ones, and to see if if to see if this is a pattern. Maybe you reach out before you go to your mother-in-law and try to figure all that out and make things possibly worse because this is the way you're feeling about things. Maybe contact your other, like the other um, daughter-in-laws, and say, "Hey, when your kid was young, you're getting nice gifts now. Mm-hmm. When your kid was younger, didn't know any better." Were you getting like hand-me-down stuff? No, you weren't. Okay, well now I now because then you kind of have even more ammo. Sure. To go, hey, they were getting nice gifts earlier than my kid is. You've been giving my kid the dirty stuff, so now you can go to accost this woman. And how do you at six two nine seven nine seventy? How do you handle these sort of inner family things that go on? Uh, because it's, it's you know it on one hand yeah let, let, let's assume that yeah this is passive aggressive behavior and mom is just being a, a pain um, so on one hand yeah you don't want that going on but you don't want to start a war in no. the middle of a family because that never goes away is it worth starting a war over toys that you feel aren't up to snuff mm-hmm. is that willing to say well we're not going to talk to that person for years on end and have you ever had a situation where um, there's in-laws where you just say, you know what, honey, you go to the in-laws, I'm staying home because this is oh, ridiculous. My dad my dad did not like my mom's mom. Really? He would still go, but very rarely, only for special occasions with my dad. Otherwise, he'd be like, I don't want her anywhere near me. My grandmother on my mother's side, um, for some reason, had a beef with my dad. Okay. But to this day, we don't know what it is, but to the point where... She wouldn't say his name. Oh, it was God. Just him over oh, there. Oh, <laughs> that that's deep seated beef. <laughs> and he just like okay, whatever. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hi. Um, I think my response would be to kill him with kindness. Yeah. Act like oh, I love this. This is the greatest thing ever. And then maybe throw it away. You know. But <laughs> yeah. um, I'm also a big believer in no one's entitled to a gift. So it's like you know, all right. Just be whatever. happy you got something. I, 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 well, just you don't. Or just whatever. Don't say why did you get me this, not that, because you're you're not entitled to anything. Period. But um, yeah, I just would kill him with kindness. If that's in the grandma's playing, and, and I would just take it up a notch and act like I loved it, so she wouldn't feel that that satisfaction. And if she really does just buy you know, secondhand stuff for the younger kids, well, then she thinks she's doing a good thing. So it's kind of a win-win. And forgive me if I'm projecting here, Patty, but I have a feeling that if anyone can kill someone with kindness. 
You have you are armed and ready, <laughs> ready to, to go. go. You know what I do? I double down. Oh, it doesn't surprise I me. Can. I I mean, I, I I think I'm a nice person naturally, but oh yeah, if I think someone's being mean to me, I I, I just don't. I just have more fun with it. Maybe oh. that makes me vicious. I don't know, but you know, well, I like I, that. God. I like to kill my friends. Swear to God, if so. you were single. Ah. <laughs> uh. Ridiculous. <laughs> Killing Johnny with kindness oh, right now. my God. We would get along so well. <laughs> Thanks, Patty. Thanks, Patty. Well, you're a sprinkled treasure. So. Oh, well, oh, bless your heart. And that's exaggerating, that. but I appreciate it. Hi, Patty. I like Patty. I like Patty, too. I like Patty, too. Uh, so, Patty's on the right track. That's what Prudy said. Mm-hmm. This is Prudy's response was thus. You acknowledge you and your mother-in-law haven't been on great terms, but you don't address whether you wish they weren't so. That's the most pressing bit of information here. Do you want a reapproachment or do you want a war? Personally, here's what Prudy says she would do. I think you should respond to your mother-in-law's gifts as you would any other with a polite thank you. That surely that would uh, show you how you're uh, just good manners. Maybe your mother-in-law is trying to send you a message by giving you secondhand subpar gifts. But I think simply accepting these presents with a polite smile is far more effective than getting into a big fight with her over so, something so absurd just because she's petty doesn't mean you need to be. Boy, that is a great maneuver there if somebody is trying to get a rise out of you and you never give them that satisfaction. Oh, yeah. Just go, oh, hey, this is cool. Thanks. That's awesome. And There's a that- lot of history behind this, I bet. You know, any other new toy would be would be whatever. But this this has some history. You know, that's so thoughtful of you to think of us with this history yeah, behind this for this I toy. I like that. You could cause someone to drive their car off a cliff. Oh, big time. Because yeah. they never they never get that they never get that response that they want from you. They Cuz the they want that yeah, they want that response and oh. you don't give it. That gets them even more upset. That's smart. I kind of like that. Way to be Prudy and Patty. It is or Prudy Patty. <laughs> Delicious. They're selling those at Crackles right now. Yeah, here. They're Prudy, Prudy Patties. Patties. Oh yeah. That's the thing that I don't want from grandma. Grandma on a chocolate chip cookie on a Prudy Patty. The Ding Dong Man sometimes gives out fruity patties, I hear. What? (laughs) That was one of the big sellers of the Ding Ding Man. The Daily Poll is up and polling around. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. That was a weird place to stop. The Daily Poll is up. Check it out. Here's what we're asking you today. What does the future hold for the Kidzeum downtown after the pandemic is over? It will reopen with major restrictions and modifications. It'll reopen with minor restrictions and modifications, or it will not reopen at all. Oh, no. Daily Poll brought to you by Adams Pest Control for commercial, residential, real estate inspections, and termite control. Cast your vote at WMAY.com slash poll or find it on the mobile app. So, yeah. So how'd you like to make an extra ten grand being the VP of fecal matter? A professional pooper. Yeah, professional pooper here. Um, a bidet company, Tushy. Is that the name? That, am I saying that correctly? Tushy? I don't know how else you would say it. Touche? <laughs> no, it's not that fancy. <laughs> okay, it's only it's Tushy. Yeah. Do you have the actual job posting up? Yes. There? Okay. Because I only have the I don't have the actual specifics. I know that they're offering ten grand. For you to use their bidet, basically, mm-hmm. but you have it's it's more it's more intricate than that. And in all seriousness, when remember when everyone was buying all the toilet paper oh, in the yeah. world, a lot of people the bidets were very high and mighty. The bidets actually started selling like crazy because you couldn't buy toilet paper, um, and they're already popular in Europe. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever used one. I have not. I have a buddy 
who swears by him. And that's kind of the thing. My, People my, who have him say, this is the way to go. My buddy Paco swears by it. And Said it he would never of, go back. It kind of makes sense. All right. So uh, over at Tushy, um, they are... You want, they want you to be the VP, VP of, of Fecal, Fecal Matters. Man. Yes, this is for real. Tushy is looking for our first VP of Fecal Matters to assist <laughs> in the day-to-day operations. No, that's that's trying too hard. Of our hashtag Bidet 2020 campaign. With guidance from our chief pooping officer, Dr. Mark Hyman. Now, see, I don't believe what? that's really no, his that's name. No, that can't be his name. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do yeah, that, with a bidet. It, it, no. That's not his name. No. Um... Our new director of VP, our new VP of Fecal Matters will be testing and studying their own pooping habits and documenting it via Tushy's social media. There will be a three-month, uh, $10,000 contract role requiring hmm. about 30 to 60 minutes a day, depending on your sure. own personal pooping schedule. Here are the qualifications. I was going to say, I'm, I'm wondering, for me, I have no problem with sharing this stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. And for and if I'm for ten grand, heck yeah, I'll share it on social media, my schedule. Uh, to qualify for this, you need to be a real pooping human with 21 to 121 years of pooping experience. Okay. So if you're 122, sorry. Pungent poop-related communication skills. You have to uh, possess incredible precision spraying skills. Okay. For the bidet, I would right. imagine. I would imagine. Not your own. <laughs> Not your own stuff going on. Strong project management and skills. Oh God, there! Oh, this is worse. Solid or loose knowledge Ugh. of the Bristol stool chart. This is a this is worse than a local newscast. No kidding. With their puns. Yeah, and they're trying to make us think that this is real. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. There's no way they have ten thousand dollars lying around at Tushy with all these things. Uh, available to prioritize and embrace an open door policy when discussing what happens in the bathroom, able to install the tushy bidet on a standard toilet. Yeah, uh, it's it's just like an offshoot of your regular toilet. Minimum 90-day commitment to the bidet life, analyzing and documenting. No, you can't say that. <laughs> God. Uh, interviewing those closest to you about pooping MS, testing products, uh Produce, deuce videos. Yeah, yeah, deuce and what kind of videos? Uh, video content for social media. Okay. Testing and debunking myths surrounding gut and butt health and a lot of pooping. Okay. $10,000. Start three date July 22nd, 2020. Got to get your video submission in by July 10th. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the VP of Fecal Matter at this terribly punny corporation, Tushy. How are they gonna? How are they gonna? How, I don't care. <laughs> I was gonna ask a question, but there can't possibly be a good answer to that. Just, I want to hear I, the question. I, just, how do you? How do you decide? How do you? How do you? How do you review those resumes? I mean, obviously, there. It, obviously, okay. it's an audition. They want you to be funny on social media. Yes, is right. Exactly. Kind of what this all funnier than their own job posting. Hope. Oh, hope you would God. hope so. You know, it would be great for this. My mm. old man. Oh, yeah? he, he was like an hour a day, in the in the in the restaurant. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I am get in, get out. I I do not linger. Mm, I'd like to linger a little bit. It's it's a, really? it's it's just to go in there and meditate. Yeah, it's a meditation <laughs> time. Not as much as my old man though. He'd take the Sunday trib back oh, with all the and, and and read all of it. It's the one song you're going to play on the guitar. 
<laughs> Everybody can. Why even Dracula will be there? <laughs> uh, welcome back. It's the Jim Lee Show. Mike and Molson filling in. Why are we talking Halloween? Well, because the folks in Hershey, Pennsylvania have announced the new offerings that are going to be coming Ooh. around the corner. I wonder what Halloween's going to be like this year, though. Well, that's a good question. I mean, are kids going to be able to go, uh, you know, kind of house to house or all that kind of, or you have to just have the candy set up at the end of the street and the kids just kind of come and and take the piece of candy if they want? I'm going to install one of those things like where you put your urine samples at the doctor's office. Okay, there you go. set it on one side, spin the thing around. How how many kids are going to be like, I'm Frankenstein with coronavirus, just have a mask on or whatever? Um, So they have already started to figure out what the the latest offerings are. Why do you have to change? I mean, yeah. keep, keep the classics. Uh, coming out will be Hershey's Cookies and Cream Fangs. Okay. So basically, it's a Hershey bar with white chocolate, but they are scored in such a way that you can make fangs out of them and take a selfie. Huh. All right. The Cookies and Cream bar is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. The fangs are pre-stamped, so if you nibble carefully, they'll be selfie ready. Uh, so if you already like the Cookies and Cream bar you're gonna like this okay all right i'll have to look for that uh they're also coming out with vampires milk chocolate kisses oh ah, i don't want any name i don't want any part of that it's a terrible name first of all hershey kisses are not the greatest candies to begin with i'm not a fan of the hershey kiss it doesn't really do much for me it's pretty boring um yeah but then to put vampires milk in there yes that's disgusting Unless it's like um, Cadbury cream, like the Cadbury cream egg. So you bite into this Hershey's Kiss, and in, in, in fact, there's red filling in there. Okay. Strawberry cream, a little brighter and gooier than the cream that's used to cover uh, the candy bars. So it tastes more like sugar than strawberry, but it's a great visual effect. So you bite into these little things. and Then why don't they just say vampire's blood? Why do they say fa- vampire's milk? Vampire's milk. I don't know. <laughs> if it's just, you, you would say vamp. If it's red and it's gooey and it's coming from a vampire, why in the heck would you not say vampire's blood? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, Why I, would you I, go vampire milk? What? Hey, hey, the Ding Ding Man's got a vampire's milk kiss for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not want that from the Ding Ding Man. No, thank you. Uh, they're also coming out with Reese's Frankenstein Cup Peter butter, Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter Butter Cups? Yes, Franken, uh, vampire milk and Peter Butter Cups. What's wrong with that, Mike? I don't know. They sound like they should go together. Once again, nice ding ding uh, man peanut butter cup. Uh, so it's a so it's an amalgamation of a peanut butter cup, right? Or is it two coverings? It it's milk chocolate, vanilla flavored green cream. Oh, well, that's not a peanut butter cup at all. And they contain the same amount of peanut butter as regular cups, uh, but, they but have not to... as much as the pumpkins, which is what have I always said? <laughs> it's the wrong, it's the uh, wrong proportion. Exactly. Uh, so these Ratio. are proportionally right. No, but they have that weird but green it has some cream in there. Green cream in there. Hi, you're on WMAY. Oh, yeah, a friend of mine would like to apply for that job. His name's Seymour Butts. Uh, okay. Where's he apply at? What, which job is that there, handsome? Uh, the bidet. Oh, the, the, uh, for, for the, for for the, the bidet? uh, bidets, I see. You need a new bidet yeah, job, buddy. Why, why are you using a funny accent right now, psycho abortion guy? I don't know why not. I thought it'd be funny. Okay. <laughs> there you awesome. go. Yeah, Seymour Butts. That was glad you're working on your uh, stand-up routine there during the downtime. I, I really appreciate the fact that you're working for two-year-olds <laughs> with your Seymour Butts joke there. Second graders like that one. 
Uh, that was a topic we did about 20 minutes ago. I appreciate the callback, though. It's, it's that's that's be, who knows good comedy. There's got to be something I can say. What, what do we got here? Mm, got to be something. Turd. Uh, no, no. Turd Ferguson. Uh, uh, God, uh, there used to be that porno <laughs> years ago. What the hell? Was it Seymour Butts? <laughs> Let me Google that first. Yeah. Let me check my collection here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. It's right next to the, the long dong silver. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really funny if I say that on the radio. Be great. Well, wait, wait, wait. I got to come up with a voice. I, gotta, I, have a funny... I can't just call in and say Seymour yeah, Butts. They'll know my voice right away. So I'll put just a little bit of a southern accent on it. And they'll never know. And then when they ask me what kind of job, I will say bootay instead of bidet. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> I forgot we never used to answer the phones, and that's why. <laughs> that, was the one, that was the one rule we had. Don't talk to anybody. Don't talk to anybody it's but It's a us. talk station, but we don't talk to We anybody. don't talk to you. Um, they're also coming out with Kit Kat Witches Brew. Okay, what's in that? that yeah, you had me intrigued. I like Kit Kats. Um, marshmallow is No, no, that's unnecessary. Uh, the only thing worse than marshmallow in a candy is coconut. Yeah. Uh, so now they have added marshmallow to Kit Kats. Now reviewer says I was a little skeptical, but I fell for it, and now I now I like it. No, I don't believe that. Uh, returning this year will be the much loved Reese's pumpkins. Oh, those are awesome. Um, which were eaten by a full ten percent of the U.S. population last year. Hell yeah! Thirty-three million people. Yes. Had Reese's those. Oh. I, I, I saw a great thing on Fourth of July. It said it's not a real holiday because there's no Reese's shape to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and I have an issue with the pumpkins. You don't and like the, the ratio. Trees yeah, you don't like any of that stuff because and the eggs. Yeah, and the eggs because the the the, the proportion of chocolate to peanut butter you're, is all goofed. You're ridiculous. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't snap. You're ridiculous. What do you think of the new ones that have more peanut butter than chocolate? Yeah. The, like, flipped over ones where right. it's just, like, the no, peanut butter on top. I don't, I don't like you know, that. You don't like any part. Once like again, that. it goes back to the proportions and the ratio. Right. And aren't they being endorsed by, uh, what's his name, the swimmer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Ryan Lochte, but, right? No, the no, guy no, who stole no. things? No, the big, the big lanky guy. <laughs> Michael won. Phelps? Michael Phelps. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Right? Maybe, I don't know. I think he's the spokesperson for the weird Reese's. Is he? Maybe yeah. he is. I don't know. I think it's Will Arnett, though, is their voice and the spots. <laughs> uh, so those are just some of the new offerings coming up for Halloween. Uh, I don't know if I'll be buying any of those. Yeah, none of them. They all sound, you know, again, just, there are the standards. Especially, you don't have to go ridiculous. No, especially the vampire milk Hershey Kiss. Oof. I will not be buying that at all. You know, or, the, or the Peter Butter. I don't want any of that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? I don't think so. I'm trying to remember, it seems like there was a candy that I had recently where I went, you know what? I wasn't expecting that to be good, but that was good. Oh, you see, there's an apple pie Kit Kat sitting out there that I don't want any part of. Oh yeah, you know my vendetta with Oreos. They've got we've gone back, and I've kind of brought it to chocolate bar, like potato chips. I'm okay with because potato chips have always had different flavors. Mm-hmm. Like I tried the sweet corn um, Pringle, not good. Uh, bacon. I'm okay with you trying to be something other than a chip, but anytime you're right. like an Oreo knocks out of the park, when you want an Oreo, those are delicious. But then they start being other things. Now, this is going to make you mad at me. No, no. But I, I bought a cookie recently that I hadn't had in a long time, and I forgot how much I like them. No, well, I, what, what was it? The windmill cookies. Oh, God. The no, windmills? With the little almond slivers. Oh. <laughs> 
How old have you become? Which is a ridiculous cookie, but strangely good. You know what my dad... And truly, my grandmother always had them. So there was, I think there was some nostalgia in there. Probably. You know what my dad always loved? Mm-hmm. The butter cookie. Oh, yeah? Those little, like, flop with the hole in it. Like, he would eat that. Those are terrible. Yeah. Those aren't a cookie. Yeah, there's not a lot going the, on the there. Butter is, uh, I guess butter is a flavor, but it's not go, it's where I go, mm, I need something really sweet. I want mm. some butter cookie. What uh, What's your feeling on ginger snaps? I don't mind ginger snaps. As a kid, not a ginger snap fan. As I got older, ginger snap. What, what's your thought on Nilla wafers? Oh, I like I, I like Nilla wafers. I think they're fine by themselves. I don't understand why they got thrown in with a crappy banana pudding. Right. That for some reason it's like, oh, we can't have vanilla, we can't have vanilla wafers unless the banana pudding's in the house. And yeah, I don't know why a, that's um, a correlation. It is strange. Well, and, and yeah, and and what a weird sort of poverty. Pie oh, crust. Yeah. It, yeah, the Nilla wafers. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, talk but, about really cheating there. Yeah. It's like, eh, I don't want to make a crust. I just want to uh, just, just, just dust these in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Poverty but, crust. But the <laughs> the um but the Nilla wafers are one of the many cookies that you, you have to have with milk. You can't just Oh go yeah, eat no, it. yeah, you can't just down you know, a like Nilla. a chocolate chip, you can just go have one. I don't. Right. I mean, most cookies need milk, but right. but there are some that where it's well, mandatory. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just you to never help eat it. an Oreo just, so, no. just solo out no, there in the no, wild. Do no, you? no, no. The the Oreo needs the milk, and yeah. no vampire milk. Though. You can't you can't just have it. No. no, you can't just have an Oreo and be like, okay, I'm done. You have to have a glass of milk to go along with it. Well, aside from that jackass phone call, this was a really good. I, I thought so too. Seymour Butts always ruining things. Yeah, it's a really funny idea. <laughs> you know, they talked about poo. I got a Seymour Butts joke. Been working on that for 15 years. Do you think they could do the one-way thing around the fairgrounds this year just for old times' sake? You know what? A little bit of normalcy? Sure, yeah. why not? I always enjoyed it. For a couple weeks? I always yeah. enjoyed driving in the wrong lane. <laughs> it does sound, it's, It really is kind of fun. Yeah. Liberating, isn't it? They should do that. They really should. If you're if listening... If can't go to the fair, we should at least be able, be able to drive, to drive around. around. Yeah. yeah. And you could throw corn dogs, like people go throw corn dogs at you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, put 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 your kid out in the sun, all sunburned with a flag, trying to wave them into your front lawn. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You know, just just, just like all the good stuff. times from Springfield. <laughs> all the fun times from the fair. <laughs> While you sit on the porch drinking a beer in the air conditioning. Instead of your kid to go out there trying to get you to have fifteen dollars parking on your yeah. lawn. Poor kid has blisters on his forehead. No, we need more. We need more spots. Um, anyway, long story short here, we got only a couple minutes left. Uh, golfing is one of the activities that are saying, okay, golf courses are open, not dangerous or, you know, not as, as dangerous for coronavirus, but apparently dangerous to maybe get winged by a, a straight bullet if you're golfing. Tell me how. Uh, well, because according to the, this is from Wisconsin, according to the Dodge County Sheriff's Office, Crews are called to the golf club at Camelot on State Highway 67 in the township of Lomera, uh, where uh, shortly after 11 a.m., the sheriff's office uh, says a 50-year-old man was attempting to shoot a woodchuck on his property (laughs) when it uh, ricocheted off a tree because he missed the woodchuck and struck an 80-year-old golfer (laughs) on the golf course. Uh, The guy uh, was non-life-threatening injuries for the golfer. 80 years old, just trying to get a round of 18 in. Dude, yeah. And next thing you know, he's winged by a bullet because some guy didn't like a woodchuck climbing around on his property. You make it through eight decades of life without incident, a leisurely golf course, you know, a leisurely day on the golf course, just, you know, enjoying the sunshine, and you get shot. 
I want to know. And you're an innocent bystander between a, you know a, a guy trying to kill a woodchuck. It's like it's like straight out of Caddyshack. Right. Is what it comes down to. Like Carl actually pulls out a gun and tries to shoot the woodchuck, and it's wings. Yeah, eighty years of your life, nothing, and then you get winged by a bullet trying to enjoy some golf at the the Camelot, whatever it is, the Wait, golf club at Camelot. And you always hear stories about um, gun owners, especially out in the country, where you know they don't set a trap if something no. is. A, they just shoot. They something. take care of it themselves. Uh, which I guess is okay, but I just never really. It's just not. It's just no, not a thing. It's not. It's not something I would do. There was another story I read where there were stray bullets. Oh, there was a guy in Tennessee, a drunk guy in Tennessee, who was trying to shoot some uh, raccoons, some trash pandas, and who were in his garbage. And he just pulled out his gun and started shooting at him. <laughs> put bullet holes in a neighbor's house. Really not necessary. No, not at all. <laughs> That's what a gun sounds like. Brother Frank is coming up next. Yeah, he is. He's ready to give you what for. Yeah. Tell you you've how missing, it is. You've been missing a lot of yelling, and you're like, he will lay down the law. Set you straight, hey, you well, fool. Some frank talk with you. He's <laughs> getting frank with you. Don't make him get frank with you. <laughs> you won't like him when that happens. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow, I think. Unless Maybe, unless they go, oh, God, say, not these what? guys again. This was a fun experiment, but, but this is the uh, stupidest thing no. we've done in a long time.